Let us pray. Most loving and gracious Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We pray that your Holy Spirit would open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We see a theme between this reading from Genesis and the Gospel of Mark by which we see the presence of evil in conflict with God's plan and desire. And we see that right from the beginning of creation. There was this tension between God's plan and following God's plan and following God's desire and the voice of evil calling us to do our own thing. And even years and years and years and years later, as Jesus emerges, then even as he's teaching his disciples, there is this tension where evil is against his desire to communicate the kingdom of God. And we see him confront the religious leaders who are around, who accuse him then of driving out demons by demons, that he's working in evil. And he tries to get them to understand who he is. And Jesus says to us in the midst of all of this that anyone will be forgiven of their sins and their blasphemies. Now right there is good news of the gospel that in Jesus is forgiveness of sins. And then we get nervous because he says, well, except whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. He is guilty of an eternal sin. And as soon as we hear that, we think, oh, I probably did that. We automatically default to like this worst case scenario and, oh, that's probably me. I'm sure sometime. And what's difficult in the interpretation of that is Jesus doesn't really go on to define exactly what that means. And so we use our imaginations and make up all sorts of things that it could be and then assume that we did that and we're never going to be forgiven. But what I think we have to see in a statement like that is as we've heard over the last couple weeks of readings that the job of the Holy Spirit is to point us to Jesus, who is the one who brings forgiveness of our sins. And so we could say to that perhaps that if we refuse the Spirit's leading to Jesus, well then there is no forgiveness of sins. Not because you have committed one particular thing on the list that we can say, now you've done it, check it off the list. It's the Spirit's job to point to Jesus who brings us to the Father. And if we won't heed the Spirit's call to Jesus, well then we don't have forgiveness of sins. And so if we're refusing Jesus, then it's not that God has said, well you've done this one 
particular action, but in Jesus is our hope. In Jesus is our salvation. In Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. And it's the Spirit's job to bring us to Jesus. And as we look at this kingdom and this family that Jesus is ushering in, we have that final part of the gospel by which we hear of his mother and brothers and sisters are looking for him and they send this message, they're looking for you. And Jesus says, well, who are my mother and my brothers? And at first hearing this, we may think, well, that's not a very nice thing for him to, to say. What do you mean, who are your mothers and brothers? It's pretty obvious. And it's such an important statement that's in these couple of sentences because what Jesus is saying is the kingdom of God and those who will be considered my family is beyond this blood lineage. It's beyond the way that the world defines family based on bloodlines and race and location and all the things that determined who was part of a family and who wasn't. Jesus is saying that is not how the kingdom of God will be defined. And in fact, everyone who hears the message of Jesus and says yes and is baptized into the death and resurrection of Jesus and receives the Holy Spirit, then all of those people are united together as one as the family of God. That's what Jesus is trying to get us to understand. That's the work of the Spirit, and that's, you know, a mystery that breaks down all sorts of divisions. I mean, in any Sunday, churches could look around at each other and say, were it not for Jesus, would any of us here perhaps be in relationship with one another? But it's in Jesus all sorts of things are broken down and people who probably never would have come in contact to one another are now united together in Christ as one family gathered here to worship Jesus. He breaks down all of those barriers of divisions to bring us together. Again, more good news of the gospel. And in fact, then as we are adopted into the family of God, in and through Jesus Christ, we have the good news that Paul is writing to the church at Corinth when he reminds them that the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is going to raise us also. That's the promise in Jesus Christ. That as we're adopted into the family, the Holy Spirit remains with us. And just as Jesus was raised from the dead, when Christ returns, all the followers of Jesus will be raised to life again to dwell with God in the new creation for all eternity. That's the promise. That's where we're headed. That's the culmination of all of this is the ushering in of the new heaven and the new earth. You know, the culmination is not that we die and then float away to live on a cloud and play harps and live in a place that looks like our old neighborhood. That's not the end. The end is Jesus comes again and a new heaven and a new earth are ushered in where all of sin and death is defeated forever where sickness and pain and everything else will be no more. 
And we all get there through Jesus. That in him we are one family. In him our sins are forgiven. And we know, as Paul says, that even as our outer bodies are wasting away, our inner being is being transformed and renewed. For we know what we see now all around us is passing away. Each day is one day closer to the return of Jesus. And the things that we see now are passing away. But we've been adopted into the eternal kingdom of God. The eternal family of God. And that we don't see fully now, but we trust in the promise of God. And we give thanks to God today for the forgiveness of sins made possible in and through Jesus Christ. We thank God today that in and through Jesus we are all adopted into the family. That Jesus calls us his children, his brothers, his mother, his sisters. That we are united as one in Jesus Christ. May we praise him and thank him today for that reality that's made possible through Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, to us. We thank you for the family that emerges in and through Jesus. We thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit that draws us to you. May we continue to hear the voice of the Spirit day by day. May we be united together in your love and presence. And may we bear your image to the world that others might come to know you. In Jesus, we ask all this in your precious and holy name. Amen. Amen.